And we are underway. From Rainbow Bay to Rainbow Beach to the Switch and everything in between. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. You're a funny guy. Go and have fun now. Your new local. You're going to love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Big story about to break. Back page of the paper tomorrow morning. I'm having conversations with the present moment. First right here on the Rush Hour. This is Dobbo's Mail on Triple M. This is a really hard one to have to talk about, but one of the best blokes at the Dolphins and in the NRL is Tom Gilbert. He's been on our show before. He's a leader, and it was confirmed today that he has suffered an anterior cruciate ligament, an ACL rupture no. of his right knee in that trial game against the Warriors. Now, he came off the bench remembering he's coming back from shoulder, season-ending shoulder surgery that happened in the state of origin, and he is now gone. This was a non-contact injury, so when he was running, and he is now gone for all of 2024. Um, oh, it, it, it breaks my heart for a young bloke who is at the – he's as good a footballer as there is. He was one of the first blokes to leave. He was at North Queensland Cowboys. He said, I want to be a Dolphin. I grew up there. I love the club. He's a proud, proud uh, family man. And for him to go through another setback, so that's two seasons practically out of the game – it's a really bitter pill for him and I feel for him and just our thoughts are with him because it's a really disappointing thing for the Dolphins to lose, you know, one of their real leaders, um, future club captain, and um, and unfortunately won't be there this and, year. And makes the recruitment of Thomas Flegler in the off-season all the more valuable so, when they lose um, well, Gilbert. Well, Gilbert's the Gilbert last year was the he, he was the rock that they mm. and he led the pack and mate everybody's excited about seeing Fleg and Gilbert together. Yeah. Now we're at that situation where it Fleg and he loves a challenge. Uh, in other breaking news, uh, I just would like to confirm to the Brisbane Broncos that I do not know how to fly a drone, and I do not know <laughs> how to uh, own a drone. Um, have you don't know how to own one, you just buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brisbane, Brisbane um, yesterday had a private function in the Hollywood Hills. Now, it was that private that no one could get any access. The players didn't have their phones. Uh, media were told um, it's with a wealthy Australian businessman who has a residence here who's got business interest in Australia, and that we were just to have a day off and let them be. Who, okay. might, who might happen to own the Brisbane Broncos? Well, one of them might be in. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, that far. Yes, yeah, it's probably yeah, not too yeah, hard to figure yeah. that one he out. He might own a bit more than just the Broncos. Um, <laughs> maybe the whole company. Anyway, <laughs> I get a phone call madly from um, a person at the Broncos. Um, I'm not going to name them. Saying, "Have you got a drone up in the air?" And <laughs> what had happened is a drone had spotted this crowd of people sitting on the veranda in the Hollywood Hills. All these Broncos players and had then taken off as soon as it was spotted. Now, automatically, they've thought it's either Channel 9 or Channel 7. And I'm like, mate, I don't even know how to fly a drone. I don't even own a drone. We would never do that. Uh, In the end, they did find it was a kid, a neighbourhood, next-door neighbour's kid who owned a drone. (laughs) But, gee whiz, they're twitchy about getting anything on video at the moment. I don't know what they're trying to hide. But How much did you offer the kid for the footage, Dobbo? (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, we're still trying to cut a deal out there, but his, his prices oh, are a lot more than me. His prices are a lot more than mine. <laughs> Look, I've nearly blown up all of I'm a Celebrity, the show. I nearly blew the cover of the entire thing. Mm. So it's that time of year again, and if you've forgotten, I forgive you because I was on the uh, first season of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. How many years ago was that? Uh, it would be nearly 10 years ago now. Uh, what are we in, 2024? No, probably nine years ago now. Would so, you have a 10-year I'm a Celebrity reunion? I reckon we would because I received a text message from Merv Hughes last oh, night. Merv. And so we've got this group Merv. chat. Yeah, we all do. And we've got this group chat of about 10 people that were on the first season and the people that came in and out afterwards. Um, and it's just a wonderful list. And he just said, well, it's that time of year again and all the funny ads come on and it makes you think about things that happened throughout that time. And it was such – we had one of the best groups, I think. We mm. were the OGs of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And, um, you know, we're just talking about saying good day and checking in and seeing how everyone's going. There was a whole lot of love for that group. But it got me thinking about my time on I'm a Celebrity and I nearly blew up the whole cover of the show. So <laughs> when you go into I'm a Celebrity, I left on Australia Day. I think it was like 20... 15, I mm-hmm. think it was, and you fly over there and it's all incognito. So you have code names. No one knows who you are. You do not see anybody else. You have no clue who any of the other celebrities what are. What was your code name? My code name is Nemo. <laughs> How long? How long are you? In, how long are you incognito, Nemo? For like, well, if you don't see anybody, how many days are you waiting, Nemo? Yeah, it's probably nearly about. Oh, it's probably about five or six days, nearly a week that you. Wow. Yeah, that you can't cross paths with anyone. So they get you there, get you settled. You've got to do like all your promo stuff yeah. and get your things done and they pack up and get you ready. But even the hosts don't know who the celebrities are right. going into it. And so you they use code names. You have someone that looks after you and makes sure that you don't cross paths with anyone. So even if you want to go, you can't go out of your hotel room. Your phones are taken off you. Wow. Everything completely. So it's all, you have no clue who's mm. on. And so even if you want to go to the bathroom or you want to go out of your hotel room or you want to go to reception, you have to ask permission. It's and like use, prison. It's like prison. Mm. And you have to use your code name all the time. So all the staff use your code <laughs> name. You are not referred to as a person. And um, I loved it. It was my. I thought Nemo was perfect. Um, it's a great code name. I'm just a man. Great Where, code name. Where's Nemo? Yeah, she's in the toilet. Where's number two. Where's Nemo? Where's Nemo? Where's Nemo? Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> but um, I nearly blew everything because um, I asked permission to go to the bathroom. We were had been out on safari and there was one place where it was like a hut but it had bathrooms in it so men's uh, and women's toilets and there was a little bit of filming going on so we had to clear make sure that I could go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. that no one else was there and as I walked into the toilet Chris Brown the host walked out and he was like I didn't see you I didn't see I have no idea who you are I haven't seen you (laughs) and he put his hands over his eyes he was like I have not seen you I don't know who you are and so he didn't make eye contact with me at all um, and I just thought it was funny so I was like oh I've nearly ruined the whole show by um, it wasn't my fault you know it so you laughed about it with him since Jones have you have you I've guys seen had him a few times and, since and, yeah and, but I was like, like oh I nearly would have been inside I'm sure enough time has passed now what's the uh, statute, um, of statute of limitations okay. I'm sure I'm fine now but um yeah I just uh I nearly blew up the entire Can show you only imagine that because it's the toilet. first year of the show too yeah, first. it's a brand new concept <laughs> they're trying to keep everything as close to their chest and out bloody swans Lisa Jones going, going to the everybody. toilet <laughs> 
Nemo's here! Nemo! Nemo, everybody! Hey, I don't know if we'll get anything with this, but 13353. Have you ever been given a code name? I loved my code name. You had a, Lisa had a, a genuine need for a code name. So 13353. Have you ever had a code name? Dale from Pack Pines, good afternoon. Oh, afternoon, Lisa. How are you? Very well. Do you use Very a well. code name? Is Dale your real name? <laughs> <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> Do you use code names for your job? Um, I don't, but I used to work at the Hyatt Regency in Century Cove a long time ago, um, like uh, late 80s, early 90s, before it was changed to the Intercontinental. We used yep. to have celebrities stay there all the time. Now, this one particular time, and I was a bellboy at the time, so I was in people's rooms taking their luggage. I had this one guest, kind of famous, Mr. Jimmy Barnes, oh, and yeah. on the wall where all the bellboys used to come and check in, and we were told like who was staying, and we're not allowed to say we're not allowed to like go there, and obviously not allowed to ask for um, autographs on all that sort of thing. And, and he was pretty high profile back then too. I mean, he always has been. Still but is. He was, yeah, he was pretty, pretty high profile back then. You know, first albums and by himself. And anyway, so we were told, yeah, don't look him in the eyes. And I, he was cool. But his nickname, like his code name on our board was Al Dente. And there's nothing Italian about him. Al yeah, Dente. Al Dente. Yeah, it was two words, Al Dente. And I found myself um, in his room. This is, this is when you know that it's old. I was actually fixing his. VHS machine for his <laughs> nanny and his kids. So, yeah, it was... Um, so I love so it, Dale. So the man behind these sort of hits used to check into hotels under the name Al Dente. Al Dente. That was, our, that was the name on the um, on our wall and we weren't allowed to call him his name because if I got out, you know, it, just, he was staying there with his family. So his nanny and his wife and his kids and that were there. Um, and I got to, I didn't get to meet Jimmy himself, but I got to meet his family, which were really nice. I love and, it. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, we weren't allowed to call him his name he, um, because of obvious reasons. But yeah, he was Al Dente. I thought that was a pretty cool story. There you go. That's thank you, thank you for the call, Dale. That's that's you've given us an incredible insight into one of Australia's great rock icons. There, we're going to send you along to see another one, the Screaming Jets. We'll send you along to see uh, Gleeso and the Boys rocking out live on oh. stage this summer. They've got their professional misconduct tour coming to town, so we'll send you along to that one. That is awesome. I they go by Roma Jets Tomatoes. <laughs> Get tickets on sale now at ScreamingJetsOfficial.com.au. <laughs> I just did a quick Google. Yeah. Michael Jackson used to check into places as Dr. Doolittle. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> Uh, this was something that was reported yesterday in the Courier Mail, and we obviously have then progressed with it. This is the 10-team competition that's going to take on the US, a Super League competition, and the creator, uh, the man who is behind this journey, is Brisbane businessman and entrepreneur Steve Scanlon. He joins us this afternoon on the Rush House. Steve, good afternoon, mate. Geez, you're in the headlines, mate. When you probably want to go a bit low key, it's been, uh, it was an egg and it's been mashed into an omelette. Mate, you've got to love journalists. They love, uh, <laughs> love running with it, don't they? So tell us the team. You, you've obviously met with the NRL. Um, the plan is that you've got 10 franchises uh, that, are, that are open to a private investors and conglomerates and to try and run a 10-team competition in the US, like a US Rugby League competition that obviously would draw some revenue and, and, and obviously put the game on the map in the States. 
Yeah, absolutely. So this is a project we've been working on for about uh, five years. Now. We've just been extremely lucky that the NRL have decided to invest over there. So, um, yeah, we've had some really good talks with them so far and I'm presenting to the commission on Sunday in Las Vegas. So it's really exciting times. Steve, if this were to get off the ground, what would the players be making up of the teams? Would it be American players or all Australian players or is it going to be a mix of both? Yeah, it's a great question. It, it will be a mix of both because um, you've still got that learning phase as well and they need to grow the game grassroots over there. But you'd like to hope eventually it will be predominantly Americans, but you certainly need that mix and blend to start with to, to, to add value to the competition. So at the moment, the NRL are saying, look, they're open to a conversation, but by no means, talking to Peter Volandis, he was trying to distance himself in the sense he's like, look, I've had meetings, I've talked, I'm there to assist, but it's not the NRL's baby at the moment. Would the private groups, and I'm going to get to the to the equity partners and the people who have bought franchises in a minute, but would it be something that would be potentially you'd like to see governed by the NRL under the same sort of format, although the ownership of the teams isn't, owned by the NRL? Oh, absolutely. We'd be crazy not to sort of partner with the NRL or for them to oversee anything. But this was this was happening without the NRL anyway. So, you know, a- again, it's the investment they're, they're making into America. It just makes sense for us to form that partnership uh, one way or another, even if that's through them buying in uh, via equity or if it's just by governance. Uh, righto, Steve. Well, the big name that's been popping up in the papers, though, this morning is one Carlos <laughs> Stefanovic, and uh, we know what a mad rugby league supporter he is. Can you drop some other big names? Who else is on board this? Who's else got enough money to cash in for this thing? Uh, the, the other, there's, we've got two in America. Uh, I can't release their names. It was signed in non-disclosure, but uh, we've got two billionaires involved. Um, we've got uh, one guy who I actually went to school with over there, who I can't say, Patrick Bet David. He, he's a, a minor shareholder in the Yankees. He's looking at being involved as well in Miami. So we've sold the Dallas team, the Las Vegas team, and the New York team. Wow. Am I right in saying that Carl? Yeah, am I right in saying that Carl's got an investment in the in the Las Vegas license? <laughs> the only one he was interested in. <laughs> That's what he told me. He said, "Mate, what more do you want than Las Vegas and rugby league?" And and that was the how that came about. I mean, when you talk about billionaires, and, and I'll just use the Hunts for example, they are the owners of the Kansas City Chiefs. They've also branched out. And they've looked at um, soccer and they've got other sporting organisations. You know, 1.5 million is a drop in the ocean for these blokes to have an investment and start in at the ground up. Is that the kind of calibre of people you're, you're trying to entice to buy a licence? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That and also NRL teams, they're the next conversation that I'll be having because for me, um, partnering with, with Scott Pennant Manley or even Russell Crowe at South, for instance, you know, it makes sense for them to have an alliance with an American team not just through the players, but also the sports science, the, the things that they can learn um, over in America and in, incorporate that into their organisation over here. So it be second to none. Steve, so the NRL teams will be based around the NFL teams that are already established, is that right? Uh, yes and no. So uh, we've got five on the East Coast, five on the West Coast at the moment. Um, and as those licences grow, we'll, we'll then be able to expand that way. But we are in talks with someone at the moment who is looking at moving one of the licences already where we earmarked it. So it depends on the person buying a licence as well. Okay. This is very interesting. This, this oh, wow. is yeah. fascinating, Steve. It's forward thinking. It's growing the game. We love to see it. I will say, though, if you are looking for other investors, there's a bloke by the name of Daly Cherry Evans who's been taking about 33% of the salary cap at Manly for the better part of a decade. <laughs> he could probably afford to buy into one of these. Give back. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll be calling him next, but no problem. Yeah, he's over in Vegas. <laughs> Get him to the meeting on Sunday. Steve Scanlon, the man behind this uh, NRL American expansion. We can't wait to see it. Thanks for your time. 
Thank you, and thanks for having me. What's this happened? Is, this could not have been more appropriately timed because Lisa was about to tell a story about uh, pathetic injuries. Mm. I literally, during the break then, I just sneezed, and now my voice has gone like this. It's all gone high I pitched. don't know what's happened. You're feeling okay? Yeah, I feel fine, but my voice just did that. You've got a flight after the show tomorrow. Uh, Do you should be uh, no, going to be all right? Yeah, we'll be. You're going right. to survive. Yeah, all right. Well, okay. let me tell you about my pathetic uh, injury that I uh, that uh, incurred. Is that the word? Yeah, incurred. Yes, occurred. No, that's an event that's happened, but it's inc- what ifs. Anyway, let's not. How'd you hurt yourself, Jones? <laughs> Rage cleaning. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> so yesterday. Rage cleaning is a thing, right? It's when you just get super angry about something and you just clean your house from top to bottom, which I did yesterday. Some Someone was really annoying me yesterday and it was in my head and I just had to clear the thoughts. So I cleaned my house from top to bottom and I do it quite aggressively. And I think I've, uh, I've popped a rib before uh, at the driving range, but I think I've now popped a rib in my back from mopping the floor quite aggressively. Um, what? <laughs> because I was reaching up and reaching down and like dusting top and dusting the bottom and then vacuuming and all sorts of things just to try and um, move these angry thoughts out of my head and now I've gone really hurt my back and I'm in so I've much pain. I've never heard of rage cleaning. Have but you to not? To pop a rib out of it, to pop a rib out of it. No, you, you've dri- you've driven people to rage clean though, Dobbo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no doubt. There, there, absolutely no doubt about it. Um, it, but, uh, Jones, so what, when you're halfway mopping and you're just pushing into that mop and you're, yeah. getting, you're gritting the teeth and you pop the rib, does it instantly go to tears? No, not really. I'm like, oh, that hurt a little bit. And then I backed off and then I only had a couple of things to do. I had to sage the house after that just to clear the bad juju out of everything. Um, but, yeah, as I went to bed last night, I was like, oh, my back hurts a little bit. It's not too bad. I woke up this morning and I couldn't move. <laughs> just no. in so much pain. And I was like, oh, that aggressive little rage cleaning got me good <laughs> that is that is a truly pathetic injury it's embarrassing you hear about those people when they get to this age though and we are of that age now yeah. Lisa, where you start to hurt yourself doing innocuous well, things i'm surprised you know you sneezing liam hasn't like injured yourself because that's what happens you <laughs> sneeze and then you turn your neck the wrong way and oh then you just have Dang. all these stupid injuries i don't have I don't, I don't rage clean when i get angry i eat hence why i look like i am at <laughs> the moment you know <laughs> My, my thing is all about I, I just I just eat food. When I'm angry, I just punish myself by eating greasy food. So maybe There's, I need to get a bit more aggressive and start cleaning so a bit So you need to get on the about. rage cleaning train because yeah, the best part about it is you have this sparkling clean house after all of it and it's beautiful and my mind is clear and my house is clear. House is clear, mind's clear, ribs popped. Yeah, so Thanks I'm in a bit much. of pain, but that's okay. But it got it distracts me from the pain of the my soul, oh, okay? No. Oh, <laughs> just just a note of the Triple M family. We are quite a happy show right I am now. Actually yeah. okay, right now it seems like Lisa was broken, Dobbo's broken and my voice is gone. Broken, so. yeah. Anyway. Something dropped, didn't right. it, for you, Lee? <laughs> I have gone through puberty, Lisa, all right. Are you sure? This was the moment we've all been waiting for. Because Jones, you is walked it? in today I oh, I have. You walk in today. <laughs> And there on your desk sat a very special package. Do you know how excited I was that this package arrived on my desk? Because I asked very kindly for it from someone else. And it's a Dolphins Monopoly board. Uh, It's beautifully packaged. I was just so excited. And I've only just opened it now. I've unboxed it because I just need to see what's in it. Can I? Do you want to have a stab at some things in there? Just quickly, Dobbo, can you believe that they've already landed themselves a special edition Monopoly game? Do the Broncos have one? Well, I think it's great marketing. I mean, but it all depends on a couple of things. As I've said, 
if the media manager extraordinaire, who's a great friend of our show, Trad McLean, if he somehow crowbarred his name onto the uh, <laughs> the Monopoly board, I tell you what, I'm giving it up. I'm going to say Trad up. is not on there. Right. Well, He's thank not God for that. On there. Now, sanity has prevailed. Wayne Bennett is on there, Ooh. but Wayne Bennett is a card. Oh, it's a Wayne Bennett. He's, he's, card. That's the chance he's a second card, chance. Is it? Second chance. Is that a second chance card. I've never played Monopoly before, so I'm. Hold very... on. <laughs> Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've whoa, never played whoa, Monopoly whoa. before. Are you? Yeah. Jones, what? Where have you been? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, seriously. <laughs> maybe, you didn't, you, you maybe didn't maybe swim that much. People didn't trust me to play Monopoly. <laughs> maybe I'm one of those people You'd that upends them. the You'd boards. Them. <laughs> yeah. Steal yeah. everything. Yeah, so that's a chance. Is that a second chance card? Coming around to have a look. Okay. It's a chance draw. I think it's a chance draw. So, um, Volant Stafari is a, uh, he's the former version, the fat version of Volant's on there. On the so, really? Yeah. Just to confirm. Well, not the, it's not the fit version of Volant's You don't on get there. chance cards, you get Wayne Bennett cards. That's, that's right. what happens. So what's the on, what's oh. on them though? Yeah, that's that's yeah, the, but oh. every single card is a Wayne Bennett card. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, oh, I like that's that. good. Yeah. Wayne Bennett, yeah. advance to Ray Stone if you pass go collect $200. I'll race the race stone. All right. So are, right the, are, the, are the, the stations br- the players? Uh, no, the stations are stations. So you've got Sunshine Coast Station. I don't know why there's no Sunshine Coast line, but anyway. No, because that's Central where Queensland. one of their home grounds are, Central Queensland. These are their areas that they oh, look after. Dobbo. Brisbane right. and Morton yeah. Bay, that's the station. I just realised uh, the problem we have here is we've asked someone to unbox a game that she's never played before. She's never yeah. played before. I mean, that was a bit of information <laughs> that we probably would have liked to have got before we did this break. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Literally like opening up a foreign language to her. <laughs> You're playing like, a game you don't know. Uh, uh, welcome to relationships. Everyone's got to explain um, the rules to me. It's how the Americans are going to be in the NRL over on the way. Like, what are the rules to this? What's going on here? Right. Um, we've got a budget okay. direct. You get $150 Monopoly dollars. There's a gym. Yeah. You've got to pay $100 to go to the gym. Sure. Um, what else? It's very aligned. It's a very aligned. So who is oh. Mayfair? Where are the yeah, Mayfair? Are the, 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 she the doesn't blue know. Chip. Which, uh, what colour okay, okay, is Mayfair? Liam, go around. What Liam's going to go around. This is, I mean, this is. The blue ones, these are the most expensive ones. Yeah, the blue ones. So, and it is, of course. Oh, Jesse Bromwich and Hamasai Tabuai Fado. Right, so they're the, the blue, the most, the, the blue Je- chips. Uh, Felice Cafusi, Jenny, uh, Jenny, Kenny Bromwich and Isaiah Katoa. And the, the cheapest Katoa. ones, Bobo. Yes. Uh, Valance, Tafare, and Mason T. They're the tight ass. <laughs> oh, right. Well, right. Okay. Well, Valance is now really fit, so that's good. He can go up in the board. Anyway, um, the pieces, the one, you know how you get the Scotty dog and the shoe and stuff? Sure. We've got a footy boot, we've got a ball, a whistle, uh, Telstra Premiership Cup. What are you laughing at? I just at? can't believe we did. We got to all this, a and then flag. you opened the box well, and went. I'm so I've never excited played about this, game. this break. I've been so excited about this break, and we, one bit of information that would have absolutely best. changed the break. You forgot to tell us. Well, have a um, play. Uh, uh, yeah. That's okay. Never mind. <laughs> we'll learn it as we go, won't we? Well, we are coming up on the show Fins tomorrow. Up. We teach Lisa Monopoly. <laughs> you've just you've just unboxed the brand new special edition Dolphins Monopoly board. Yes, um, and you've run us through. Run, remind us through some of the pieces. The uh, you've got a ball, the Premiership Cup. You've got a 
boot, a whistle, a corner flag and the goalposts. I'm just looking at some of the uh, the Wayne Bennett cards, which yeah. are the chance cards. Uh, yeah. You've got you are late to pre-season training, pay, oh. pay $100. Yeah. You've got bunker review in your favour, collect $50. Uh, missed a tackle, go back three spaces. You become chairman of the Dolphins page, pay fifty dollars. So it's it's a really nice uh, special edition version of Monopoly. Yeah, if you need how to many... pay r- uh, rent for Tom Gilbert, he's twenty two Monopoly oh. dollars. How many? How that property's many... lost value today. Oh. Yeah, today. How many boards, Monopoly boards of different brands are there? Because I've got a traditionally there one. used to be yeah, there used to be a just a straight out Monopoly. That's what I knew. And then about five years ago, it came to my attention exactly that. Um, Am had a friend's Monopoly, and I'm like, okay, so they have other ones. Now I've seen a Dolphins one. So that's three. Um, How which long is... have you had a friend's Monopoly board for? Uh, I got it a couple of years ago from Cotton On. At what? Have it's just sitting it? there? It's still in its plastic. What? It's got shrink wrap on it. I've never played it. Right. I've never I've never opened it. <clears throat> Dobbo, I've just had a look. There are over 300 special edition Monopoly Whoa. games made around the world. Yeah, there are. There's over 300. There's some weird and wacky ones. In fact, one triple three five three. We've got the Dolphin ones in studio. Liesl's got the Friends edition at home. Mm. What what special edition Monopoly have you got? Yeah. I think they made an Adelaide one, actually. Did they? Yeah. It was Fun. Stop it. it was real boring. Oh. <laughs> <Did> it help? <laughs> go to the Fringe Festival. Yay. <laughs> And then go to sleep for six months. Uh, one triple three four. I can say it. I'm from there. Yeah. At one triple three five three. We want to know about the special edition Monopoly games you got. I reckon they made a Guns and Roses one. Isaac from Callumvale. Have you got a Monopoly board? Yeah, I got a Brisbane one actually. Oh, like just Brisbane yeah. the city. Yeah, Brisbane city one. Oh, what can you buy? Oh, mate, it starts out at like a your Mount Coosa and your Fortitude Valley and the, the cheap suburbs, and then you got no South Bank for four hundred. South Bank for South four. Bank. So that's yeah. the most expensive property on the Brisbane board. Yeah, and then Story Bridge is under that one with the uh, uh, three hundred and fifty, and you got like in the spaces like Super Tax and <laughs> Super Tax. Isaac, what is yeah. the? Do you remember what the cheapest property is? Like the one straight after Go Ipswich. Oh, <laughs> I think it was. Oh, hey. I think it was, it was the excuse Valley me. <laughs> Yeah. Isaac, Bloody we're going to imagine that it's Ipswich. <laughs> nation's capital. That's the nation's capital. That's the Mayfair of the whole board. Sure. Um, <laughs> Sean from Alex Hills, what Monopoly board have you got? So it's not actually me. It's my brother. He's got like over 30 of them. He <gasps> loves collecting them. Really? Wow. Yeah. He's got has like... Got, has uh, he got a Dolphins one? No, he does have a AFL one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Marvel Comics one. Ooh. ACDC, Queen, David Bowie. Does he have a prized one? Like, what's his favourite in his collection? What's the rarest one in his collection? I'd probably have to say, like, he does have a Bunnings one (gasps) that he got from our grandfather who works at Bunnings. Bunnings one? Now, I've heard about these, Sean, because, Lisa, I've heard about these ones before. Sean, is it true these were never made available to the public to buy? I believe so. Mm, this is you had to work at Bunnings. They were given out oh, in like the early two thousands as a Christmas gift. No, to the employees, you couldn't actually buy these. Can you buy? Like, are no. they for sale? Like, no. like eBay or anything? Well, no, no, they're people like Sean and yeah, his brother. Yeah, keeps them. Yeah, great. That would be worth a mint. Well, they, uh, the, I mean, the, the, I'm having a look. I'm just done a quick Google here, but the wheelbarrow is a yeah. token. You got the little gas burner barbecue. 
You're kidding. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That'd be a rip What about the, the sausage in bread? That'd oh, have to yeah. be one That'd as well. have to make an appearance, <laughs> wouldn't it, Sean? <laughs> have to make an appearance. I think so. It has been <laughs> yeah. a while since he's played it. Yeah, don't play it too much. Well, I reckon there's a chance. I reckon there's a chance, Sean, you might get uh, a Dolphins one for your brother. <laughs> I reckon there's odds on the next couple of days you might get gifted one. I haven't one. played it yet. <laughs> Faye from Park Ridge, what's your Monopoly board? Um, I've got quite a few, actually. What have um, you got? Um, Star Wars, because there's an Ewok as one of the characters, no. and my daughter is Ewok obsessed. Um, so then we've got a Bathurst one, we've got a V8 Supercars one, we've got a Holden one, and a Ford one. Um, the, the general Monopoly game that came out many, many years ago is very loved and flogged at my house. Um, yeah. As well as there's a couple of us, I think there's a Harry Potter one, um, there's a Simpsons one. Oh. Yeah, we've got... I've probably got about 10 or 15 of them in our games room oh, on the shelf it, with them all. So, yeah, it's pretty cool to, yeah. <laughs> well, Faye, you it. can teach me how to yeah, play Monopoly. Yeah, someone <laughs> needs to. Uh, oh, my God, Lisa. Yeah. I've just found something you're going to be interested in. Let's yeah. get to Glenn in Runaway Bay first. Glenn, what's, uh, what uh, is the special edition Monopoly you've got? Gold Coast one. Oh, what's on the Gold Coast one? Uh, they had the Sheraton Mirage, oh. um, the old... It's from about 20 years ago. So it had like the GCI, which is now called the QT, and it had the ANA, which is now called, I can't remember, something man Tell me, or something on that. Yeah. Tell me one of the pieces Stop. was a metre made. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember that. I, I mean, it's in, it's in my cupboard at home. It hasn't been used. It has not. Be. not um, yeah, yeah, it's just got all the, yeah, I know what's in it. But uh, I think the Gold Coast Airport was in it as well. It's, yeah. yeah. Nice. I just thought of, of another. I'm not going to say that oh, property. That no, hey. yeah. 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 I have just found on eBay. <laughs> yeah. A factory sealed Monopoly <gasps> Bunnings Warehouse 2007 edition. Yeah. One hundred eighty dollars. Is that all? Mm. I would have expected way more than that. Are you going to pay one hundred eighty bucks for it? Yeah, probably. I've <laughs> never played it. <laughs> This weekend coming uh, is round one of the Telstra Premiership. And the Broncos, obviously, after last year, a lot of heartache. And one bloke who is going to have a significant experience is Katoni Staggs. Um, not only is his father, who lives in America, going to be there, who he's met once, but he's also, for the first time in his life, meeting his other brother and sister who live here with him. Now, wow. I was lucky enough um, to catch up with Katoni. Uh, I had a one-on-one with him um, this morning. Have a listen. This this is an exclusive for our show. Uh, he was very forthcoming and really honest in what, what he expects. Here is Katoni Staggs. Katoni Staggs, thanks for being with us. Uh, how special is it coming to America to play rugby league? Yeah, it's special. Um, you know, this... So come over here and uh, play our first round of, uh, you know, rugby league as well. It's, um, you know, it's massive and um, I think it's, you know, putting that sport over here on the maps as well. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to um, go out there and play with the boys in Vegas. What was it like going to the NBA? I mean, um, you, I saw photos of you actually on the court and everything. Pretty special. Yeah, it was. It's probably a dream come true for me. Um, I'm a big LeBron James fan and I've followed him uh, ever since I've watched basketball and uh, when he was at Miami. But just to go there and be on the court he plays and some of the greats with Kobe Bryant and that as well, yeah, it was just a lifetime experience for myself and uh, for the boys that were there as well. And probably would never thought it was going to happen in my life. But, um, you know, being at this club as well, it's a massive club and it's got some good contacts. But like I said, it's a dream come true there. How much are you looking forward to going 
to Vegas and playing rugby league. Um, it, it, it's got some significance for you, mate. Well documented that you, your father and, and, and your brother and sister that you've never met will be in the crowd. What's Katani Stags feeling about that? Yeah, um, I'm actually excited. Um, you know, I spoke to my dad the other day when I got off the plane here in, in San Francisco because that's where he's living, and um, he's going to be heading down here in the next two days. But um, you know, just to have them on the sidelines uh, watching me for the first time live, and also getting to meet my brother and sister for the first time as well, it's um, pretty special. It's probably, yeah, it's a little bit emotional as well. Um, dad as well, he's only just uh, jumped on board with the sport and. Uh, he always gets the replays the next day and watches me play, but um, you know he'd be able to come out and watch live, and that's why I love my job that I do. Um, footy takes has taken me uh, around the world and um, in, in special places as well, and uh, it's taken me over here to meet my brother and sister as well. Terribly emotional, like I get it, um, and and you're such a proud man, like to have this experience while you're playing football, and and you're at the pinnacle of your career. They get to see you do what you do, and and, and in Allegiant Stadium, like I mean that's. Where you'd love to meet them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no other way to put it. I guess um, you know, playing in front of them as well and uh, showing them the the sport I play and uh, what I do for a living. Uh, you know, the, it's a lot different to American footy over here. What they love to watch, but um, it's just good to have them on board and you know they understand the rules now a little bit. They've been watching it for a bit and yeah, we're all better to play at Vegas at the at where the Super Bowl was held too. You know what I mean? Um, some great players have played there and. Um, I'm just looking forward to going out there and, um, you know, doing the job at the end of the day, uh, getting the two points and, you know, having fun as well. You watch the grand final? I have watched the grand final, yes. What did um, you take out of it? You know, we've learned a lot from it as the players um, and coaching staff and the whole, whole team. Um, you know, it's at times where, you know, you got to play for 80 minutes in them games and uh, they don't come easy and... Uh, they never come often either, so when you get your opportunity, you've got to take it all in. And We've learned a lot from it, and we want to move away from that now and uh, focus on this year, and hopefully we can get to the same, you know, the grand final again this year and uh, put the icing on the cake. Different side of Katoni Stag there. Lisa, I hadn't heard him speak like that no. so honestly and earnestly before. It's nice to see behind the curtain, yeah. isn't it? Nice work, Dobbo. Very nice. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, we'll have some more for us over the coming mm. days as the Broncos speak exclusively. Just a quick one, Adam Reynolds, it will be announced around 7 o'clock our time tonight that he is re-signed, but we told you that a week ago. I feel like that's been, you reported yeah. that about yeah. two years yeah. ago. Yeah. I want to tell you both about something I went to yesterday. Mm-hmm. Northcliffe yeah. Beach, uh, right out the front of the surf club there. Lovely spot. It was the Shannon Eckstein Classic. Uh, 2024. This is the race that they created in honour of uh, the man called the Professor who dominated surf sport for as long as he did. Uh, and and we went down, I went down there late in the afternoon with the kids and the, it might be surf lifesaving and surf sport now for me as a spectator sport is racing up there in terms of live sport you can go and You're watch. You're kidding. It just... Because you can get so close? Yes. Oh. So there was some incredible moments that... I was standing, basically I was there with Quinn, my seven-year-old, and we were standing right at the finishing shoot for uh, the women's Ironwoman race. And, you know, we saw this incredible sprint finish between Tiani Massey, who went on to win it, and Lana Rogers, who just got pipped. But the, the emotion, and these athletes are incredible The athleticism specimens. is unbelievable. It's ridiculous, yeah. Lisa. And like, you would have seen a lot of these swimmers. You see these ocean swimmers, like Kai Hurst, perfect example, mm. someone who was able yep. to take you know, the ocean swimming stuff into the pool as well. 
but they're just legend. Amazing to watch them out in the ocean doing this. The difference is swimmers can't run on land, so they can't run through the sand. They have to stop as soon as the water stops. They stop. But these guys, uh, you see them running on sand, and you know how hard that is, mm. and they power straight through like a hundred meter sprint. Oh, and well done to, to Shore and Partners. They 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 are propping not propping this sport up. It's probably not the right way to phrase it, but they at this event and throughout committed to keeping it going. They are committed, committed. to keeping it going. That's right, Dobby. And they gave these athletes an opportunity to race for money that's not normally seen in their sport. Great, because they don't get paid anything, really. Yeah, like Tiani Massey took home $25,000 oh, for her win wow. yesterday. It's incredible. That's unheard of in that sport. Uh, you'll be unsurprised to hear that in the blokes race, old mate Ali Day, mm. just cleaned just up. Just doing it for fun. Yeah. Just doing it. He is, he is he's ridiculous. The best, yeah. he, he's got, he's, and I mean, we spoke to him not that long ago. After he had another win, and he's seriously starting into get getting into the Shannon next time conversation. Yeah, unbelievable. He's, he's ridiculous. So, uh, but all I would say to people is, if you get a chance, if you see that there's a surf lifesaving event on somewhere near you in the not too distant future, even if it's just clubby a clubby event, you know, not when it's the elites, but it's the club, go and watch it mm-hmm. because these people doing their thing. It's awesome. Yeah. Ma- makes me wish I was fitter. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Right. I got to go home and finish packing. Dobby, what are you doing tonight? Yeah, just heading off to do a cross. We're about to drive around. Um, it'll be tight, about 25 to 30 minutes. Oof. Um, and then you'll see me on Channel 9. Just to give everybody an idea, 6.40 on Channel 9, 12.40 a.m. in America. <laughs> oh, you got to love it. Oh, you'll be okay. Well done. Keep going. Uh, all right. Until then, Lisa Jones. Cheerio. Dobbo. Farewell, my neighbours. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Lisa Jones, Liam and Dobbo.